This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> um, I did like that the the opening sequence was so short. That was nice. The title the the titles are so great on this because here's how long the song lasts. It's like this, and then you're right into the story. Yeah, the little skip intro on Netflix was up for like three seconds, it, which is almost exactly as long as that intro is. But before we get into all of that, yes. So. Some trigger warnings. There was some racial and homophobic slurs. Yes. Um, you you kind of see the effects of mustard gas on a person or persons, which is unpleasant. I don't think it's actually mustard gas, but yeah. Right. Well, he said well, you... phosphine, phosphine, whatever, which is, is essentially mustard, mustard gas? gas. Wait. Is that the same? Is that one and the same? It it almost seemed like Walter was correcting, not describing further. Because I I just assume Hank Schrader does not know what he's talking about, and Walter White does. (laughs) Let's see. That was not funny. Breaking Bad's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> in Breaking Bad, a in Breaking Bad, Walter White, a down on his luck high school chemistry teacher, finds out he has terminal. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like. Manage red phosphorus in the presence of moisture and accelerated by heat yields phosphorus hydride. Phosphorus gas. But is phosphorus the same as mustard? I guess that's the only thing I'm... I guess that's what we're looking for. Phosphoride. Same as mustard gas. I don't know. This is too science-y for me. I just want a simple yes or no answer. And it says phosphate, same as mustard gas. Anyway. Anyway, you see the effects of whatever this gas was on Sorry. these people <laughs> yes <clears throat> these drug dealing type people um and then finally um one of those said drug dealing people gets his body disintegrated and it falls through the ceiling and well, it's graphic there's like chunks of stuff they cut back and forth and there's like red intestines and it's it's tough but that's like in the last what five minutes of the second episode we watched Yes. It's towards the end. Yeah. So. It's like it's like watching, you know, any moment in any Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> you're going to see red, intest- red intestines. <laughs> True. So. I have a question for you. Yes. What three things did you expect from this television program? <laughs> Um, okay, it will be a dark, possibly depressing depiction of the grim realities of the American healthcare system. Okay. 
Um, the timeline will be wonky because he's only given a few months to live, but the show lasts several seasons. <laughs> um, and bumbling white dude breaks the law continuously and yet doesn't face any consequences. Wow. So, yeah. That's about what I expected. I mean, I don't want to tell you where. Because <laughs> you may or may not get answers later. So, um, did you expect to like this? Um, I'm medium on it because I think that the healthcare aspect of it, like the dude is doing this because he's dying of cancer part, is going to be depressing. Right. But the overall storyline seems interesting. Like... Um, straight arrow chemistry teacher takes a walk on the the wrong side of the tracks or whatever and he's well and Walter White is well he's a certain kind of guy I don't I don't want to describe too much too much about him right now except we, except to maybe, say maybe we should tell our audience we only watched two episodes the right. first two episodes I've watched the whole thing several times uh but yeah, we only watched the first two episodes. But I mean, you can say that like we already even know that like Walter is a bit. Um, uh, he's just he, he he definitely appears very meek and scared of everything. Like these are the things you can use to describe this mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. So I expected to give it three stars before we watched it. Okay. So what is your one sentence IMDb summary? It's just, uh, I mean, it's basically what I said before. Well, A man yeah. diagnosed with terminal cancer tries to raise money to pay for his cancer treatment because the American healthcare system sucks. That, that sounds about right. What did IMDb have to say? I'm glad you asked. A high school chemistry teacher diagnosed with inoperable lung cancer turns to manufacturing and selling methamphetamine in order to secure his family's future. Oh, so not just to pay for his medical bills then, I guess. I assumed at this point that it was strictly for, like, because when he was in the ambulance... I said first, man, he can't afford the ambulance trip. And then he's like, please just drop me off at a corner. I have terrible health insurance. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds about right. This is brought out in more detail. You know, this is reiterate, uh, reiterated later, mm -hmm. the, the thing about his family. But you do, we do even in the first episode, we see when he grabs the, the video camera and he sends a message to his family because he thinks he's either going to die, go to prison, maybe kill himself. Right. He's not sure. We're You as the viewer are not sure. And one of the last things he says is, I did this for the family. Oh. Words to that effect. Gotcha. So it wasn't just, hey, I'm desperate and I had no other way to do this. He, you know, because you don't necessarily need millions of dollars in order to... In order to get through um, cancer treatment, although that's still a... You shouldn't need any dollars to get cancer treatment. Well, that's true. Um, 
So it pretty much met all of my expectations, except he was given maybe a couple of years to live instead of a couple of months. And only time will tell if uh, if he gets busted by the cops. Wait, say that again. What did he? What was he given? He said when he met with the doctor, the doctor said with chemo and certain things he could live like two to three years max. Right. Okay. So I had said, oh, he only has a few months to live. That's why the timeline is wonky. Okay. But it makes more sense since she's pregnant that it would last a couple of years at least. So the doctor did tell him two years, but still the, the show does go on for five years. Right. So they do have to... There is wonkiness. Right. Oh, see, I didn't want to... I was trying to keep that under wrap. Well, I assume There's a problem with the timeline. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so... uh, uh, Walter Grant... uh, Walter Cranston. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Cranston, in an interview, said that even though the show was so successful and just so popular... It's weird that, like, the finale... I know this is obviously getting ahead of ourselves. Finales have shows that have more audience than any of the other shows combined. Who's watch? Who are these new people watching this show that they've never seen before? You have to be able to have your water cooler talk so that when you come into, <laughs> would... you come into work <laughs> the, the day after the MASH finale... Right. Every you know you can contribute to the conversation, even if you have no idea what's going on. If did all you see Hawkeye, blah blah blah. Oh, I sure did. Like, Who oh, the hell is Hawkeye? Oh, the ro- <laughs> the rocks. Yeah, the rocks. Where he spelled out goodbye with the rocks or whatever. I don't know if you ever, if you actually even it's, saw the match. It's been ages. It's been ages. But yeah. Anyway, so my point was <laughs> that. Cranston said uh, they had to end it, you know, at a certain point, and five years seemed to be a good a good stopping point because it's not like they would have to eventually like deal with the fact like you were supposed to die ten years ago, yeah, and it would be disingenuous. It would feel bad. I would feel wronged as a, as a viewer mm-hmm. if the answer was, uh, well, it was misdiagnosed and there's gross yeah. <laughs> malpractice. Like, that. none of that would serve the story. Right. So, um, going forward, I, I would like to see a few more episodes to see if the, if the criminal part of the story outweighs the depressing cancer part of the story. So I'm giving it a tentative four stars. Wow. Because I'm really hoping that, yeah, that the criminal part is going to be more forthcoming in future episodes. So that means that you would like to continue watching this show. At not, least a couple more. Not to lead the, uh, not to lead the, um, uh, lead the witness or anything. Okay. Um, he still hasn't told his wife he has cancer, which I'm like, that kind of ri- reminds me of an HBO show, The Big C, that had uh, Laura Linney in it. And she went like half a season not telling anyone she had breast cancer. Nobody. I never it's been saw a, that it's one. been a long time since I've seen it, but mm. um, 
I remember thinking, why hasn't she told anybody yet? This is ridiculous. Just tell them. But, you know, that that me that I've never had cancer, so maybe that's not for me to to judge people or I'm, put that on people. I find it curious. I mean, I understand people wanting to be uh, private. I get all of that, but like when when someone like and I understand it's different when someone's famous. When someone famous gets cancer, like it's just interesting like the people who decide I'm never going to tell anyone or I never want to tell anyone like wouldn't like isn't that like a little bit of giving up like aren't you like the the you're um, getting help and being able to just like vent and all of that. You need a support system. Yeah like even if it's just even if it's just like emotional that would be helpful I would think. Somebody's got to drive you to your chemo appointments I'd imagine. An Uber. That's true. <laughs> um, so I really liked how they incorporated elements of the periodic table into the um, into the names and the credits. Oh, I thought yeah, that was really cool. You picked up on that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did terrible in chemistry, but I I do know some of it. Actually, I did worse in physics than I did chemistry, but the chemistry teacher hated me. I stand by that. Wow. She hated me. I was. You're not going to be happy about this about me saying this, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia, but. I was never smart enough to take a chemistry class. I really wasn't. <laughs> like, luckily, art saved me. Uh-huh. <laughs> art saved me because I was able to subtract two two years of two years of math and two years of science from my curriculum to make room for three hours of uh, essentially like a graphic design um, vocational. That's cool. Uh, th- well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked it worked out well for me, but it didn't make me much smarter. Well, you've seen my attempts at art, so I would probably be the same in an art school. <sighs> so anyway, so yeah, anyway. I never took uh, I never took chemistry. I love science. I love science, though. It's funny. I I was told this during high school, like you're gonna love these things when you grow up, and I'm like. Why on earth would I care about science and science and history and language and English? I did really poorly at, and now I'm just so fascinated and interesting. <laughs> like they're right, <laughs> they were right about it. Um, so the first episode was Walter White's fiftieth birthday, right? Right. And after his party is over and they go to bed and everything. His wife is doing like an eBay situation on her laptop. <laughs> We're gonna talk about and this. And he gets okay. he gets in bed, and she's like, "Oh, hey, birthday boy!" and like starts putting the moves on him, but in a very nonchalant like, "This is my duty as his wife. It's his birthday, so I must give him a hand job." She was literally doing two other things yes one of them involved him having to answer questions yes she was running the ebay uh auction yes watching the ebay auction Uh and asking him about plans and what they were gonna do for the weekend see i can't i can't speak for penis havers because i do not have one but it seems like you would want your um the other person to be paying to be focusing on that specifically to be really giving it their all 
You know, not doing two other things. I mean, when the fella is in control, you kind of need to concentrate. <laughs> Let alone when someone else is at the helm, so to speak. Right, right. <laughs> Driving stick shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, I'm sorry. We're going to have to cut all of us out. <laughs> Sean is going to kick us out for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> So something I appreciated yes, dear. was that um, we're both when, red, aren't we? When we Jesse um, was saying, you know, why are you really doing this? What 50 year old straight arrow school teacher is going to break bad at this age? I'm like, that's the title. Listen, Bruce Willis with Die Hard. That's how you explain a title. Oh, that's what you're... I saw you writing something down. I'm like, I wonder what she's writing down. <laughs> it was the, the the evocation of the title. Yes, in the first episode. EOT, as we call it on, the, on our podcast. We don't, but we, we should. We don't. I just looked at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Did I even get those letters right? Probably not. Evoking the title. Um... Yeah, and that delivery—that delivery of that line, like, like if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're insane, and he goes, if you are crazy, like that, the delivery, yeah. of, like he said the same thing, the same sort of thing, like twice, but it was like, I need to, like, <laughs> just that delivery of like that earnestness, that uh, what's his name, pa- uh, Aaron, Aaron Paul, Aaron, or Paul Aaron, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron. Well, I believe they use the argon, the symbol for argon in his name, yeah. which might be AR. But, AR, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, gosh, he's 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 good, and he didn't. He, he hasn't really before Breaking Bad. He didn't really have that much experience in in acting, which is interesting. Hmm. Like he didn't even have that much training. Forget about like actual like. His actual experience was, I think, a little bit limited. But his, um, yeah, like, he just thought, like, he would read the script. He said he would read the script and he was good at memorizing stuff. And he he just said he would, he just sort of put himself in the position of this character who was in these various situations. So did he (laughs) add the yo onto everything as part, was it in the script or was it part of his artistic expression? (laughs) That I don't know. I have a feeling that as a newer, greener actor, that he was pretty much, you know, going by the script, you know. Like Brian Cranston, he's been... He's been doing stuff. He's been involved in hit shows before. He's he would often like speak up and say, "No, my character would not do this. It would do like he would demand whole like setups like re mm-hmm. like redone mm-hmm. because of how he felt because he was the arbiter of all things Walter White. <laughs> but I can't see Aaron doing that with with Jesse. So I have a question. Yes, ma'am. I'll see what I can do. When, when, um, so Walter White makes the really good meth. It's like glass quality or whatever, right? He takes it to Crazy Eight and then blah, 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 something happens and they want to meet the person who actually made it. Right, they both know, both um, Emilio 
and Crazy Eight knows that Jesse couldn't have made this because they know what he's capable of product wise. Right. Yeah. Right. So Jesse directs them out to where the RV is. Yes. And instead of getting killed, Walter says he'll teach Emilio and Crazy Eight how to make the meth the way he makes it. Right. My now, recipe, as he puts it. When when they're do obviously it it ends differently, but when they're doing that, are they showing the actual process of making the meth, or is it like we don't want to broadcast how to make it on national television, so Good we're que- just doing a fake meth recipe or something? Good question. So there's two there's two answers here. Um, the way Walter White is doing it for Crazy Eight and Emilio is just not the right way. All Walter White was trying to do was make that chemical that would kill him. Kill okay. them. Okay. Um, and only he knew that he was doing that because they didn't know the chemistry that well. Okay. They didn't know red, phosphor- red phosphorus, the, the, um, the hot water would cause this chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. Only he knew that. So when they're actually going through the, when Walter and Jesse actually go through the process of making meth, um, a lot of the steps that we see are the correct steps. Um, the uh, the actual DEA, the real DEA, um, actually met with the creators, the writers, and Jesse, the uh, uh, the the people who play uh, Walter White and and Jesse Pinkman, and they actually made meth together. <laughs> They went through the process and said, this is exactly how it's made. Now... And they didn't go to jail? The DEA was like, look, we're going to show you how to do this. Also, it's a relatively simple process, and it's not something difficult to attain. But they went out of their way to make sure that it... If you were to carefully write down all the steps, it's not the steps. They make sure that in the show... Okay. They didn't even want to, like make it seem like they were giving a blueprint to people who want to make meth. They didn't want to make it seem like they were even doing that. Well, and even then, I noticed, you know, there was lots of um, camera cuts and stuff, so there would be, like, you wouldn't know how long. Even if it was the right recipe, you still wouldn't know how long do you need to do this and when do you pour this And because it was all... Oops. It was all um, cut in a very, like, 30 seconds or a couple minutes or something. Right. You'll see a container and they're putting some amount. They're just shake, shake, shake. It'd be like watch, like when my grandmother told me, hey, do you want to learn how to make uh, pasties? Pa- pa- pasties. It's a, um, it's basically like an empanada. Oh, okay. It's an empanada if you live in Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah? We don't know about empanadas. But here's a pasty. <laughs> Are you comparing meth to your grandmother's pasties? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I can only attend. I, I can only attest for the taste of one of those. So she was like, "Oh, you want to learn how to make them?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." She didn't measure anything. She just took like the 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 bag of uh, flour and just poured in mm-hmm. what looked like a random amount and a random amount. Not never did she pick up a measuring cup. None of that. There were just pasties at the end, and I have no idea how it happened. <laughs> I feel like that's how they make math on this. That's how they depict the making yes. of math on this show. 
<laughs> yes, I agree. So, um, I don't know if this is revealed in future episodes, so don't answer if you think you shouldn't okay. answer. Okay. Did he get the lung cancer because he's not a smoker? Did he get the lung cancer from exposure to chemicals as a chemistry teacher? The cause of his cancer is never revealed. I feel like that's kind of a... It's like a passive spoiler, but like the reason... Oh, did you not want to know that? No, I'm just... It surprises me that they never say what caused it. They just say he, he... The... The EMT asked him, oh, are you a smoker? And he said, no, never. You know, upon re-watching it, like, the way that that guy was, like, he was all business and, like, he was very, very grim about things. Like, he knew something really, really serious was up. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, like, I watched it a couple times where I'm, like, uh, watching it this time, I'm, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy knows mm-hmm. that something, it's likely that something really bad, you could probably just listen to someone's chest and yeah. know, right? If they have undiagnosed and untreated um, lung cancer, it's got to sound a very particular way. I mean, if they can detect an upper respiratory infection, I would think they would be able to detect I don't think they inoperable would confuse lung it. cancer. Yeah. Well, whether or not it's operable, I suppose. But I'm saying, test. sorry, if it's <laughs> inoperable, it's probably so widespread that you could hear the so interruption obvious. in breathing or whatever it, they do with the right and the just thing. the and the knowledge. He's the the EMT was responding to a man that had just passed out, and that would fall in line. True. That's more information to go on. Which wouldn't necessarily happen if all you had was a upper, you know, an upper uh, respiratory yeah. problem. So at the end of the first episode, when he does that thing with the red phosphorus, yes, he just straight up. This was my reaction at the end of that episode. He straight up, Mister Nice School Teacher, killed Crazy Eight and Emilio. He just straight up killed him. I thought he was just going to, like, knock him out with the gas or whatever, and then they'll come up with a plan. No, he wasn't letting them out, and mustard gas kills people. Okay, so let's take a step back and remember that Emilio and Crazy Eight, I now have finger guns uh-huh. in my hands, uh-huh. were pointing guns <laughs> at Walter White. So... I feel like Walter White, at that point, he's like, this is self-defense. It is either me or them. I mean, I wouldn't argue with that, but that's like, I would have thought there would have been much more, like, he didn't really seem to struggle with it in, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like a totally out of left field, like... Then later when he's in the classroom in the next episode and the kid asks, oh, is this going to be on the murder? Like, oh, obviously it is haunting him now. But in that moment, he just seemed like cold-blooded. I'm going to kill these guys. Well, Self-defense or not. What did we hear Mr. White talking about in the middle of chemistry class? What What is the study of chemistry, he asks? The answer is change. Yeah, I thought he said matter. Well, it's the study of matter, but ultimately, um, he goes on to say, like, well, it's it's the 
Well, this wasn't the same point. This wasn't the same moment he said this. But uh, basically, um, he's interested in the change. He, one moment you can have something that is... Um, you can have matter that's completely, you know, um, completely stable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely completely stable and normal and very predictable. And then the very next moment, you can have an, a, a GD explosion. Oh, yeah, like the, um, the medication for the pregnant people that one, like the mirror image chemicals where one was totally fine and the other one caused birth defects and was a big problem back in the 50s and 60s. Right, he says mirror images. He even says at one point, good, good and evil. Mm -hmm. You know, so he is literally and figuratively, you know, literally and in his classroom, figuratively talking about this duality and the mirror image of you can have you can have something that looks exactly the same and be good or bad. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So the second episode was pretty much them trying to figure out what to do with um Crazy Eight and Emilio. Because mm -hmm. Emilio's definitely dead, right? That was... He was the one that was in... Crazy Eight was the one they tied up in the basement. Or do I have Correct. that backwards? Yes. Well, they, they chained him with a, with a bike chain. God. Which is um, horrible. Yeah, which is kind of horrible. So they flip a coin to see who's going to dispose of the body versus kill the still-living crazy eight right and that just filled the whole episode i was like i thought eventually they were gonna switch because walter was like oh all you gotta do is just you know saw him in half put the torso in one bin and put the legs in the other so i'm like okay well if he doesn't have a problem with that then they'll probably because Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> if he doesn't have a problem with that, then he'll probably be like, okay, you go kill the um, crazy eight. I'll take care of Emilio. Because Jesse was like, you just go down there and shoot him or whatever. They were very cavalier about what the other one was supposed to be doing. Like, oh, you just have to get two polyurethane containers and fill them with hydrofluoric acid and dissolve the body. What's the problem here? <laughs> well, I think they were just... Part of it might have been like, I have it worse than you. Maybe the other part was, let's, we just, we need to get through this. I really hope that Walter makes Jesse clean up the disintegrated body because that was so gross. And it was very gross. I, I knew something was going to happen with the bathtub, I suspected it was going to fall through the floor. But not in that manner. <laughs> that was so gross. Not in that grotesque way. So, would you like to get... Okay, so on Mythbusters, they tested uh, several things in Breaking Bad, most of which we haven't seen yet. But they tested the bathtub thing with the acid. So, would you like to guess what the Mythbusters... I think it's going to come down to time here. Like, um, so I don't think it would have dissolved and crashed through the ceiling as fast as the TV show depicted, but I think left long enough that it would work. 
So I don't know if they tested the left long enough uh-huh. thing or not. Because at a certain point... Oh, so they were they were testing falling through the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They, they, had a, they had a bathtub and it was... They went out, they went out to a, the middle of nowhere and they actually set up... They like built a set which was like the bathtub on the first part of the ceiling. They even had like in the show... There were drips coming down, and uh-huh. it was actually burning the wood right. underneath. So they wanted to do all of that. Like, okay, how much of this? They had depicted in the show there were two gallons of the acid. Right. Only two gallons That didn't it. seem like very much. It didn't seem like that much at all. But if you're, if you're in a tub of something and dissolving a body, it, I imagine it's going gonna, it's gonna to it's gonna start to, like, you know, boil off, you know, Steam off, smoke off. Can I interrupt you for one yes, second? Yes, you may. So when Brian Cranston, Walter White, went downstairs to give Crazy Eight like a sandwich yes. and some water and stuff, when he slid those gallon water jugs over there, I at first thought they were going to be the acid. He was just going to have him drink the acid not knowing it was acid, and then that would be oh. the way he would kill him, kill him. That's horrible, yeah. But then once he drank it, I realized it was just water. Anyway, please continue with Mythbusters. So, they tried, um, they did a, um, a small version of the test where they just had the materials and they just had a little bit of the acid. Mm-hmm. And it started to kind of burn everything, but didn't really, it was, it was unclear what would happen when they did a large version, except that it didn't seem the acid, it didn't seem like the acid was doing anything. And in the large scale test, it did almost nothing. And then they went to... Because I don't know if you ever watched Mythbusters. They go to the most extreme to just blow shit up. They just want to see. So they used 36 gallons. <laughs> they used 36 gallons and a more susceptible material. So not even the materials that were used. They used uh, fiberglass, which is known to, you know... That acid is known to eat through fiberglass even better yeah. than the porcelain and, and metal and wood. And it just it just didn't... It had quite a reaction that obscured the set and there was smoke and whatnot. You don't say. Yeah, it was quite a reaction, but it just did not... It just did not get through even a plexiglass tub. So, um, which one of them volunteered to be the body in the, in the tub? <laughs> <laughs> well, they use a pig carcass. <laughs> the pig carcass was totally gone, so it is it is how you get rid of organic material. Yes. It definitely works that way. And you can definitely do it in a bathtub. With a tremendous amount of very noticeable stink and, and smoke. <laughs> So, are you ready to go on to the Bechtel test? It's got to be a no. Um, Skylar and her sister Marie talked to each other, but I think it was only like, hey, what's up with Walter? Why is he being so weird lately? Like, And she says, oh, you know, turning 50 is kind of a big deal. So, I'm sure at some point in the show they talk to each other about something that's not related to their husbands but or children. Yeah. But as of these two episodes, I don't think it passes. Yes. So, oh, I just wanted to mention briefly in the disability portrayal, mm-hmm. Walter Jr. 
yes. in the show has cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the actor who plays him, R.J. Mitty? Mitt? I'm not sure exactly how do you say that. I'm not sure how to say his name. Um, is the actor who plays him who also has cerebral palsy. So I was glad to see they picked someone... Um, with that disability to play someone who has that disability instead of getting an able-bodied actor to pretend that they have cerebral palsy. I agree, and I appreciate that. The actor, RJ, RJ Mm -hmm. RJ actually doesn't need... um, his, um, His legs are not involved in cerebral palsy. Oh, okay. So he actually had to learn how to use... Cr- they wanted him on crutches. They wanted it to be a visual... I know, see. They want, Well, I mean, which was used in the first... Um, they used that s- part of the disability in the very first... Or is it the second episode? Is it the second episode where... No, I think when, he's in both episodes. Well, what I'm thinking of is this. When RJ was trying on pants... Uh-huh. In that store, uh-huh. and his parents were asking him about it, and those uh, those douchebags were uh, were making fun of him. Uh-huh. And, and then Walter White couldn't have responded better. I love I love the way he, the way he he leaves right. he leaves the back of the store, or just he, he goes to the back of the store. You don't know what he's doing, and the mother is sitting there like going, "Okay, he doesn't want us. He doesn't want me to interact with these douchebags and." Now he's just not here, and I need to figure out what to do. And then when she, she goes to walk up to him, Walter's gone all the way around so he can kick the guy in the back of the knee. Oh, my gosh. It's like having cancer like gave Walter like superpowers. Right, which is... It made him think, you know what? F everything. Yeah, I mean, if you only have a couple years to live. Yeah. So. So anyway. Yeah, I wonder how terminal cancer, lung cancer, will affect his ability to make meth and therefore earn money to pay for his treatment and his family. Like, it seemed like there might be, if if making meth was legal, it seemed like there might be an ADA issue there Americans with Disabilities Act like you need to make uh, reasonable accommodations for my breathing issues because I have lung cancer well and if he is the sole proprietor or at least the the person in charge of the lab he could make the reasonable accommodations true as needed <clears throat> so are there any pop culture references I don't, I don't think we've gotten far enough into this show for me to really get a whole lot of pop culture references. I mean, now I know who Walter White and Jesse are. And, um, like, I think I had a question about Walter White on Captain Game Show, which is also here on the Cosmic Potato Network. <laughs> and I bet you got that wrong. I, I actually said William White at William. first. <laughs> I knew it was something white. You um, could have said Mr. White. Mr. And- White, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't think we've gotten far enough into it to really grasp some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, the the pop cultural touchstone that you and I both enjoy might be Archer. Mm-hmm. And I don't even... I, I'm actually surprised now that I think about it that Archer doesn't throw in, like, 
like Krieger doesn't make math at a certain point. You think he would? Yeah, he does a lot of scientific <laughs> experiments, but I don't think any of them involve meth. Although he does sell <laughs> drugs over the using like Bitcoin. No, Kriegerans is what he calls Kriegerans, them. Kriegerans, but they're Bitcoins. And it was over the it's in the dark through the dark web or the something the, like that, yeah. So, how would this movie be t- a different with today's technology? Although it's only... T- so, it started in 2008. So, we're only talking about 11 years ago. Well, I don't think GoFundMe was a thing 11 years ago, which is how a lot of Americans raise money for their medical bills these days. So, mm. maybe he could have tried GoFundMe before he went straight to meth making. Just a. Also, we, we would not have my shout... My, which must have been MySpace, right? <laughs> they didn't want to implicate MySpace because I'm sure in MySpace people, Tom would be like, I would never let a page where they glorify <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I remember what, I can't remember what show it was, but they called it um, My Book and Face Space. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it was it nice. was only 11 years ago, so... I don't really have a whole lot of updates. I mean, well, no one, no one, no one had an iPhone. No one had really a a good a good phone. True. You know, there's a lot of house phone calling in this show and answering machines where you can hear them, not like voicemail and like the stuff. Old, yeah, the old tape kind where, like, I swear the whites had the kind with the with the wood grain. Probably with the wood grain and like the the real like the regular sized tapes, not like the little tapes that like spies had in the eighties. You know mm-hmm. those little tapes. <laughs> the camcorder had a tape in it. Yeah, because he took it out and smashed it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Instead of everything being digital, it's well, digital took a long time, I guess, because of the the space, like the the cost of having as much space as you would need for hours and hours of I think that's what we're mm-hmm. what we were dealing with do you have anything else to discuss I do not so you can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes Stitcher and Spreaker we're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com you can find other great shows on there like Captain Game Show that we just talked about Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, World War G, Trial by Pilot, I think we mentioned last time with Agretsuko. So as for us, just go to waityouveneverseen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time, we'll be watching a couple of Doctor Who episodes. And I can't wait. Yay! (laughs) Don't ask why I know the theme. Just the bass. Thanks for listening.